The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Tableau Software and Dole Food Company. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome U.S. military personnel who are tuning in over the Internet today, along with new listeners in Arizona, Idaho, Washington, Pennsylvania, and California. Thank you for being with us again. In just a moment, lawyer and former special counsel to President Clinton and crisis management expert Lanny Davis will be here to talk about a national debt which has climbed from 10 to 18 trillion under the Obama administration and will reach 20 trillion by our next election. You might be wondering the same thing I am. Why would anyone run for office given the impossible debt and global unrest they'll inherit? But before Mr. Davis joins us to get to the bottom of how we got here, let me tell you a little bit about his background. Lanny J. Jesse Davis grew up in Jersey City, New Jersey. He earned his undergraduate law degrees from Yale, where he first met Hillary Clinton and George Bush. Shortly after law school, he joined Patton Boggs, where he became a partner in three years. He also served three terms on the Democratic National Committee, representing the state of Maryland. In 1996, Davis was appointed special counsel to President Clinton, and upon leaving the White House, he returned to Patton Boggs. In 2003, he became a partner at Oric Harrington and Sutcliffe, where he focused on crisis management for corporations and government. Then in 2005, President Bush invited Davis to serve on the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board, which was part of the Intelligence Reform Act. In 2010, Mr. Davis launched his own firm, Lanny J. Davis and Associates. Throughout his career, he has not only been a trusted advisor and friend to two presidents and many presidential candidates, he's also been the go-to person for crisis management for Martha Stewart, Starbucks, Whole Foods, and many others. And I would be remiss if I did not mention that Mr. Davis is a popular television commentator and blogger and has somehow found time to author four best-selling books. It's my pleasure to welcome to the program former special counsel to President Clinton, Mr. Lanny Davis. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Davis. Well, first of all, that is a great introduction. I have no idea who you're talking about because nobody could do all those things. And excuse me, I have two young uh, second round of children. I have a 16-year-old and a 9-year-old and six grandchildren. So you figure it out. I I don't know how you got all that done either. <laughs> you're you're a magician. Uh, a magician. A magician of some sort. Um, and I think there are many people like Martha Stewart who would say I'm right. You are a magician. Thanks. Now, Thanks uh, before much. we get started talking about our growing debt, which is the subject of this program, I think I should ask you if you want to make any comment about the Hillary Clinton email situation as it looks to be right up your alley in this area of crisis management. Well, my full disclosure is that when it comes to Hillary Clinton, I have Mr. Davis? Hello? Hello, Mr. Davis? Uh, we seem to have lost the line. I'm going to, I see our engineers are redialing right now. We seem to have lost our connection with Mr. Davis, and I apologize for that. Uh, sometimes these telephone gremlins, they just get us at the most inopportune time. So we'll see if we can get him back on the line. I will say, uh, as I'm reporting here, uh, that uh, earlier in the day, I had an opportunity to talk to one of our hosts, and uh, he, and he brought up the idea that many of these stories uh, regarding Hil Hillary Clinton seem to all of a sudden be surfacing at one time. So I understand we have Mr. Davis back on the line? Yes, 
uh, there's evidence of the vast right-wing conspiracy when I mentioned Hillary's name, I got a disconnect. No. Yeah, now why is that? Why did you get disconnected when we mentioned Hillary's name? All right, I'm not a conspiracy advocate, but I could become one. (laughs) So my full disclosure is we were in law school together many years ago. Excuse my hoarse voice, I'm a bit um, congested from a snowstorm going on on the East Coast here. And uh, we were friends in law school, have remained friends ever since. So it's a personal as well as a professional comment that I'm about to make. Uh, Hillary Clinton used a private email for all of her emails, official and personal, meaning that the same private email address went to thousands of people in the State Department. The one thing I can say about this kerfuffle is that there can't be any intent to hide something if you use the email address for thousands of people in the State Department. So the other uh, point that Republicans don't want to talk about is Governor Jeb Bush, who I admire greatly, and his brother, the president, and I were in college together, uh, also used a private email account as governor and didn't use a state.gov account for all of for all of his emails. So if we're going to discuss this subject, it ought to be not a double standard, same standard. So I, I guess the real question is, are, is this a common practice outside of the government for people to use their personal email addresses? And then to your point, if their personal email addresses are showing up on everyone's emails, it's not as though they're trying to do this secretly, right? Exactly. So the answer is everyone has personal email addresses. Members of Congress who I know say, if you want to email me, you can do my personal email address. It's just that, you know, but you every presidential candidate running on the Republican side has personal email addresses. And does Governor Christie use personal versus official when he's emailing somebody? Probably not. We know that Governor Bush mixed the two. And in fact, this notion that Governor Bush, uh, who, again, I have a great deal of respect for, had 100% transparency in disclosing all of his emails, which his press secretary actually said to rub it in a little bit to Hillary. The answer is, of course he didn't. He sold back his personal emails, which he decided the distinction between personal and official. So what does this all add up to? A big tempest in a teapot that seems to happen when you have the name Clinton, and there's no left versus right media gang up here. It's all the media that is accustomed to playing gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what scares me about it is not so much the left and right aspect of it, but uh, with all these hackers being able to get into uh, Target and uh, Macy's and and all all these other major corporations, um, the fact that people in our State Department are using personal emails, that just worries me from a technology standpoint, from a security standpoint. Any concerns there? Well, yes, I certainly agree that security is an issue, but here's, I hate to be a little bit ironic, but you've, you've sort of invited this comment. Yeah. So security is a big deal, and a lot of people are criticizing, are you ready for this ironic comment? Hillary Clinton for using a private server rather than a secure server run by the federal government. Mm-hmm. Did I say something funny there? <laughs> A secure server run by who? Has anyone heard of Edward Snowden? <laughs> right. Or, or, or Sony? Give me a break that, in other words, Hillary had a server at her home less secure than the server that Edward Snowden hacked into or WikiLeaks. I think security is a serious concern, whether it's a Hillary Clinton server or a U.S. government server. Well, but that's again, a good point. The double standard is amazing when you put the word Clinton into any comment, and it shows how fearful the Republicans are of Hillary Clinton running for president. They're all over this as if it was a big deal, which it, it's a, a serious issue that needs to be explained. But I just think it's a Hillary Clinton phenomenon to answer your first point. Why now? Because Hillary Clinton is going to be the first female president of the United States, and she is fearsome to the Republicans who are unaccustomed to having a female who actually is running stronger than every Republican candidate in every poll and will continue to be a strong candidate all the way through. 
Well, we have to take our first scheduled break, but when we come back, let's talk about uh, whoever inherits the presidency. Let's talk about some of the issues they're, they're going to face. And as you point out, the national debt is certainly going to be one of those. So we'll be right back with more from Lanny Davis. You're listening to the Costa Report. love creating salads as much as you enjoy eating them? Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, cookbook author and culinary expert. Dole inspires fresh and wholesome dishes for any meal with their wide selection of salad blends and all-natural salad kits. From the mild and tender texture of sweet butter lettuce to the crunch of classic romaine sprinkled with colorful shredded carrots and red cabbage, Dole has over 30 salad blends to satisfy every palate. If you're looking for the ultimate in convenience, try Dole's unique salad kit combinations that include farm-fresh lettuces and vegetables, mouth-watering all-natural toppings, and specially made dressings. It's all you need to make a distinctively delicious salad. The possibilities are endless. Visit www.dolesalads.com for recipes and other ideas to feed your culinary imagination. If you're wondering what to do with all that data you're creating, do I have an offer for you? Tableau is drag-and-drop software that people of any skill level can use to analyze and turn data into something actionable. That's right. I said actionable. And isn't that what all that data is for? With Tableau, you can connect to any data in virtually any format and visualize it on the fly. Databases, spreadsheets, even big data sources are instantly combined into usable charts, graphs, reports, and dashboards. People can analyze data and drag-and-drop drop at 10 times the speed of a traditional business intelligence system. But the most impressive thing about Tableau is that anyone can use it. And just to prove the point, you can get a free 14-day trial from Tableau just by mentioning you heard this ad. But do it now, because this offer won't last. For your free 14-day trial, visit Tableau at T-A-B-L-E-A-U dot com slash Costa. That's Tableau.com slash Costa. Tableau Software. What's your data trying to tell you? This is Mrs. Future from the Dr. Future Show. We have had etheric networks for 10 years, and it has always been really a stellar service. There's always a real person there. If you have any need to call them, they fix things as quickly as possible. Our service has hardly ever been down, and the service is just great. We live kind of in the middle of nowhere, and there are no other mainstream bandwidth providers where we are, and etheric is a great service. We're really lucky we have it. Thank you, Etheric Networks. KSCO, residential special. Residential service up to 10 megabits per second, symmetric. That's up and down for $85 a month and $199 installation. With guaranteed minimum speeds and uptime, unlike our competitors. Etheric Networks. Call 650-399-4200. That's 650-399-4200. Etheric.net. That's E-T-H-E-R-I-C dot net. When I tell you Good Morning Monterey Bay rocks, here's what I'm talking about. This is a song, a video slash song called I Am a Banana. There you go. The banana song. This is officially, apparently, this year's Santa Cruz City Council's theme song. Hard rock and commentary, news, sports, traffic, and weather. Rosie and Rick and the gang have it all for your morning commute. Listen to Good Morning Monterey Bay, weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on KSCO AM 1080. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is former special counsel to President Clinton and crisis management expert, Mr. Lanny Davis. And before the break, you were saying that it's fairly common for members of government to use their personal emails, but they don't make any effort to conceal that as their email addresses are right there at the top of their email messages. Uh, and you were also making the point that uh, this may well be a tempest in a teapot. But, but let me ask you this. What advice do you give clients who are under attack from many sides on many issues all at one time? Well, first of all, the necessity, good or bad, and some of this uh, story about Hillary Clinton is not so great. Rather, we'd be talking about issues than this uh, subject. You have to get all your facts out. And whether it's Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush or anybody else, uh, the New York Times ran a story that made it look like what she had done was illegal, because that was the opening lead of the Times. If uh, I had my druthers, I would have said to my friends at the Hillary uh, Clinton office, uh, not yet a presidential campaign, you notice, I didn't say that. Look, the law changed in 2014. That's two years after she left office. That's a fact you need to get out right now before the notion that she did anything illegal. The Times public editor, by the way, acknowledged later in the day, after everybody ran with the story that what she did violated the law, that they omitted the fact that the law changed two years after she left. So my advice to everyone in a crisis is get your facts out, good or bad. You've got to get them out before the other person defines you incorrectly. But isn't it true that once a story like that gets out in the New York Times, it's going to take 50 times the effort to undo that damage? Oh, my gosh. You are so right. I'm sorry to say that maybe you've experienced a crisis. So, you know, the rules didn't don't don't ever need my services because that would mean you're in bad trouble. Well, well, I hope I don't need your services. (laughs) But but I but I have to say that when something like that happens, people think, well, I'll just get the facts out there. No, you're going to have to get the facts out there 50 and 100 times more than what was done. Especially you are correct. The New York Times causes people on the morning shows, every one of them, including George Stephanopoulos, used to work in the Clinton White House. What do they go with? This is a huge scandal, possible illegality, possible cover-up. It all went off of the New York Times misreporting of omitting, which they admitted at least their public editor did, the central fact that the law changed two years after Hillary Clinton left. Now, lots of other facts needed to get out took a long time maybe now as i'm speaking uh it'll start to catch up that in fact what hillary clinton did could not possibly have been motivated by something to hide if she was sending this email address all over the place in the state department and elsewhere well this is the problem i have and and i know that you have from writing about it with gotcha media is that there is a contagion uh, people go to certain sources and then they repeat the story without investigating at all over and over and over again. And then you've got people commentating on it and it, it just takes on a life of its own. Well, it is the nature. First of all, you're right again. And the nature of our Internet culture is it's even worse because social media amplifies misinformation. The Google and other search engine culture is a misinformation echo chamber. People actually believe, especially young people, that if you get a million hits on Google, that a million times a lie equals truth. And we all know that in grade school, the highest number you can think of multiplied times zero is still zero. But for someone in my business trying to counteract misinformation repeated a million times that everybody believes is true, which as you point out, the New York Times is going to cause that, if it gets something wrong, and this in the Times is as human beings who make mistakes, so that's uh, nothing unusual. I think you're right that we're challenged, as, at least as recipients of this information on the Internet, in the mainstream media or wherever, is be skeptical that what you're hearing is true at least the first couple of times until you wait for the response for the fact checkers, for the verifiers. Now, one of your tenants, and I believe this to be absolutely true, and one of the reasons that uh, probably Hillary should be talking to you is, is one of the pieces of advice you give is tell it early. Get it out there quick. Yes, 
And uh, every politician has an instinct with bad news to try to figure out what to do. Well, they they and tend to recoil. In fact, the, recoil. the 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 advice you give is almost counterintuitive. It is counterintuitive. When I'm doing this professionally, I will say to somebody who's in trouble, you know what I need to do for you? I need to call a reporter and give the reporter all the bad news. And what, are you crazy? I hired you to help me. Yeah. Well, the best way to help you is to tell the bad news and surround it by some good news and get it over with and have this dribble for the next six months. But it is definitely counterintuitive. It is. And I, I, I could imagine that most people want to run the other way, given that. <laughs> now, now I do want to ask you a question that you uh, about something you recently wrote, which is our national debt, which is, as you know, will climb to $20 trillion by the next presidential election. And, and if there ever was a crisis in the making, uh, pure deduction would say we're headed for disaster. So, so tell, me, tell us a little bit about the solution that you propose to start reducing that debt. Yes. First of all, I'm so sorry that I'm not going to be able to stay with you uh, a lot longer. I hope you will invite me back because you, you seem to be on the same wavelength about crisis management. In fact, if you ever leave your great career in broadcasting, I could use some help. All right. All right. That's a deal. Yes, we know. We know that when we go to the next break, you've got you've got other commitments. Thank you. So the national debt is traditionally a conservative issue. Balancing the budget, not spending more than you take in, has been traditionally, all the way through the 20th century, uh, a conservative Republican position. Democrats are accused to be the party of big spending, of high taxes, Republicans, the balanced budget party, until Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton proved that when you spend more than you take in, you're mortgaging your children's future and you're hurting the economy and job creation. And so he took a deficit that he inherited from President Bush 41, and he ended up after two terms with close to a $500 billion surplus and 23 million new jobs. So he defined a new type of democratic liberalism, which is we pay our debts so our children aren't left with the receipts of our credit cards, which is immoral to turn over receipts that we spend today to our children to pay or our grandchildren to pay in the future. So that's sort of my take on the deficit as a progressive democratic uh, point of view that we need to balance our budget and reduce the deficit. The answer, which you asked me, is the Simpson-Bowles Commission called for cuts across the board, uh, including cuts in our entitlement programs, while at the same time we can reduce corporate taxes to generate jobs. So it was a mix of conservative and liberal solutions with a commitment that we all have to share pain with wealthier people sharing more pain than lower income people to do something about this $20 trillion deficit. Your number is correct, which will be more than our gross domestic product, all goods and services produced in the United States will be less than the debt that we owe. Now, unfortunately, I know you have to go, and uh, I would love to have you back when we can talk about this in, in further detail, because I know that it's an important subject for the media to address, even though it isn't a gotcha news story. And that is all the time we've got left. But but uh, before we say goodbye, I want to thank you for making time to speak with us today. Thank you, Mr. Oh, thank Davis. You so much. Thank you. Have you checked out the Costa Report blog yet? Well, what are you waiting for? There's no quicker way to find out what newsmakers are saying than the Costa Report blog at RebeccaCosta.com. It's where the former CEO of Apple and PepsiCo, John Scully, predicts where the next tech breakthroughs are going to come from. And also where Trent Lott explains why a GOP reversal of the Senate nuclear option will signal real change in our nation's capital. And the Costa Report blog is where you'll discover why Alan Dershowitz is worried that ISIS is adopting Hamas-like tactics. You'll find all this and more at the Costa Report blog. A new blog is posted every week, and they're short, pithy, and tell the unvarnished truth. Just go to RebeccaCosta.com to get the latest blog. That's RebeccaCosta.com. And while you're there, be sure to register for updates and breaking news. The Costa Report blog. Bringing you the news the big networks don't and won't. Are you starting a business? 
Hi, I'm Pat Webb from Santa Cruz County SCORE. Join me on Wednesday night, March 11th from 6.30 to 8.30 at the Simpkins Family Swim Center for the Simple Steps Entrepreneur Panel Discussion. Attendees will interact with local entrepreneurs and learn what it takes from a business and personal perspective to be an entrepreneur in Santa Cruz County. Register at santacruzcounty.score.org or call 831-621-3735. March 11th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Simpkins Family Swim Center. Hi, Registered Pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, it may change your life. To the list of discredited scientific truths, you can now add the scientific theory that states that all proteins arise from the simple activity of genes, thus the notion that we have genetic diseases, and that's that. Well, as it turns out, that's not that, and we actually do have a lot of say in how our genetic destiny shows up. Genes are responsive to our environment, Genes read the circumstances that a cell is residing in by interacting with various biochemicals. Some of these biochemicals may tell a gene that a stress is occurring and a specific protein must be produced and a gene that codes for that protein turns on. Others may tell a gene that all's well in the world and the appropriate protein needs to be produced that way. In essence, genes are in a constant state of flux based on their reading and activation of these mediating molecules, and this is the science of epigenetics. And the various molecules that are responsible for activating a given gene or genes is said to be epigenetic factors. Thus, whether or not a gene turns on and results in the formation of a protein is regulated by epigenetic elements. For example, thoughts and emotions can be epigenetic. So can drugs. And, of course, nutritional factors also play a key role in determining whether a specific genetic sequence is activated. All of these are examples of epigenetic factors, and they are the key element in determining what kinds of genetic proteins will be produced and what functioning will ultimately occur in a given cell. Pharmacist Ben here urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work go to kscohealth.com make sure you check out the cool videos too at kscohealth.com that's kscohealth.com join me for it's a question of balance with ruth copland saturday evening 8 till 10 my in-depth arts interview is with best-selling author and filmmaker rafe larson writer of the selected writings of t.s spivet which has been translated into 27 languages and I go out and about for questions that matter to interview local people on this week's topic. Join me Saturday evening 8 to 10 on AM 1080 or ksco.com live stream. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and unfortunately, Mr. Davis had to leave the program early today to tend to a personal emergency. But joining me in the studio are my two colleagues, Bill Graff and Sam Quentin, who, as you know, do our second-hour roundtable discussion with me. And they're right here, and uh, they've turned on their mics, and I can see they're raring to go. So, um, Bill and Sam, thanks for filling in today. Yeah, thanks for having us early. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to get you while you're still awake. I'm yes. so sorry, Lanny Davis uh, couldn't stay to answer some questions because there's a bunch of things that uh, I thought you were going to ask him about, and unfortunately had to leave early. Yeah, but we just didn't have enough time to, to cover all the ground that could have been covered. Okay, well let's let's start with the email scandal. Well. That is a, of course, a story that uh, really hit the news yesterday, uh, and. Uh, Really, quite something. Uh, as the for those of you who may not know what we're talking about, Hillary Clinton uh, during the time when she was Secretary of State, uh, and up till now, I guess, has ran all of her email traffic through a server in her house. Which not is, not all of it, but a but a lot a lot of it. Fifty five thousand pages have been turned in so far. Yeah. As I understand it, it was both her personal email and her government email going through the server in her house. So I think it was all of her email for the last several years. That was my understanding it, okay. as well. And as you know, that's kind of uh, concerning because the government has a policy. The administration had a policy that uh, all people in government service. Uh, when they were talking about government business, were supposed to be running their email through a government mail server. So there's a you know a government record of it. Mm-hmm. 
So if Mrs. Clinton were to turn her email in, as I understand it, and the way several pundits have reported it, uh, is that it would sort of be on the honor system. You know, well, it wouldn't necessarily makes- be on the honor system because it, every time she was sending an email out, her email address, her personal email address was at the top of that email. So if you want to know, because the implication here is that she's editing what she turns back into the government. She's going to take out things she doesn't want people to see. But all that would have to happen is someone would come forward and say, hey, I got this email and it wasn't in the documents that were reported because uh, I have a copy of it and here's her email address at the top. She wasn't doing anything to conceal the fact that she was using her personal email address. No, but I think here... Uh, that, I th- that's a valid point, don't you feel? Absolutely, but I think the concern here is that not that she would edit the email, you know, that she would be going out, but that whole chunks of email would simply be omitted from the filing with the, you know, with the government. You... you- you have to understand that makes no sense that she would take out whole chunks of email because all that would happen, have to happen, is someone who received the email would come forward and say, hey, this wasn't in the pile you got, and I and here's a copy of the email I received. But, but and, and it would now, be game over. Wait, wait, wait a minute. As, if, if she was uh, trying to receive donations, large donations, from foreign governments... Uh, for her campaign, she certainly would not want that on on a government server. Uh, she's uh, she's going to uh, want to keep that private. Okay, I understand that. But Sam, do you understand that if you delete all the emails that you sent me, I still have the emails you sent me? Do, yes. do you understand yes, that? Yes, but, I do. But, but okay. if you're sending email... So what I'm the- saying is, is that it would do her no good... Because there yes, is another would. record yes, it of would the because, emails. Yes, it would. Because if you didn't come forward and say, wait a minute, these emails are omitted, then nobody else would know that they weren't omitted. Well, and sure. To, and- but you're, you're basically saying that all the emails she omits, right? Now, I want you to really think about this. All the emails she omits the people are going to cooperate and say, oh, yeah, I deleted it, too, and I don't have it. But maybe some of them. Particularly if if there's... Wait, wait. Particularly if the emails that she sent back and forth were of a nature that the person she communicated with didn't want that public knowledge. We're going to know that there's mischief as soon as one person comes forward and says, my email was deleted and not included in the government uh, documents. Uh, We're going to know there was mischief if that happens. All it's going to take is one person, right? That's true. Now, this idea that you're going to get, you're going to delete thousands of emails and not one person's going to come forward and say, nope, here's an email that was deleted from the record. But nobody's going to know to go look for that person to get that email. Well, we don't know. We no, don't, no, that's, because that's we really, don't know. That, that, and we, the other, we, the you're other right. It's it, it's it's, it's a know. tricky thing, but I will tell you that there is no way Hillary Clinton is going to try to get caught right. in that because it's documentable. I, I think, Someone can document they got an email that was deleted. From Rebecca, the I think I think uh, Sam is onto something here. Only because I think the fact that she did not want to use the government server in the first place raises a red flag to some people in the country whether it whether, certainly does to me but but it, we're making an assumption that what she did was irregular no i'm not making that assumption let's I'm simply, assume would you I'm feel better report- about it if you found out that all congressmen are using personal emails and servers in their home if you found that out would this seem like such a big deal no uh, uh, that is, anybody, I agree. is anybody breaking that story we we don't know. See, I, I reason- think this is like almost like the Edward Snowden story. It starts out small and, and it's builds. and it starts building and yeah. building. Now we're finding out so- Jeb Bush uses his personal email address. Now we're finding out more and more people are coming forward and saying, "Well, I use my own personal email address and I have a server at home. Am I a criminal?" Uh, more and more people are starting to come forward. I I don't know. I, I think I, what would really scare me is if we found out all the principals in the, you know in the government who are running for the next presidential round you know are using th- throwaway burner cell phones. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm no worried kidding. about. <laughs> I, I I'm worried that I mean for sure Louis Alvarez pr- is probably you know I'm uh, buying Louis a new telephone by th- the way. Well, I, yes, I'm I'm <laughs> telling you that Louis Alvarez would be a great person to talk to about this because if we're worried about all all these hackers that are getting into Target's database and Sony, 
think about what we've just done now. We've just now said our 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 government leaders are using personal email addresses. Wow. To so, send political correspondence. And, that's well, frightening. What, what's more dangerous, the government servers or, well, or that's the personal Lanny servers? Davis. You know, that's a very good point, actually. Lanny Davis said their personal servers are probably safer. Well, there's no doubt about well, that. I, 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 I don't think there's a difference, quite frankly. Well, no, I do. I, I think, you know, I think private email servers, particularly those that are monitored by, you know, people like Luis Alvarez, would be much much more monitored and much more secure than some of these servers that handle millions of emails a second in, in the government right yeah, now. Sure. But what do you think about all these scandalous things that are going to have to be addressed? I mean, it, it's the, it's the Clinton foundation taking foreign donations, very large foreign donations, well, well, Benghazi, a- Vince Foster, healthcare, not getting achieved under her whitewater. I mean, all of these things they they just, they're like planes stacking up, trying to land on the same runway. Well, that's what truth about those stories was never allowed to come out the first time around. Who, who thinks it's going to come out now? And the other thing about I it mean, is, who, who killed Vince Foster? We're well, not going to wh- find why out. Why did Vince Foster die? You know, the the other the other thing is about this that really intrigues me is uh, the fact that Mister Mister Davis, you know, was a close personal advisor to to the Clinton family during the time when he, you know uh, Mister Clinton was president. So you know he knows. You know, uh, Sam and I were talking about this off the air before the uh, program. That's right. This yeah. fellow knows where all the stuff is. Yeah, he knows. Where, where all the all the goodies are buried. Not just where for the, the bodies are buried. Is, now, he's is, the go to. He's the go to crisis guy for Martha Stewart, for Starbucks, for Whole Foods. The cleaner. For he's the, the cleaner for Penn State. He is the cleaner. Well, okay, you use the word cleaner. I would say that he is the expert at what do you do when a story is misreported, exaggerated, or is problematic. We had Vince Foster killed. Call Lanny. No, <laughs> I don't think that is what happened. Well, you know, in another. All interest- right, all right, we're we are definitely going off the rails here. But but you're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to talk about some of these other issues. I want to talk about cam- I want to talk about how campaigns are going to be financed, particularly Mrs. Clinton. She had a big donor the last time. Her husband had a big donor the last time around. I just want to ask a question on the other side of the break. All right. Well, let's take our last break, but stay right where you are. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. You're listening to the Costa Report. If you're wondering what to do with all that data you're creating, do I have an offer for you? Tableau is drag-and-drop software that people of any skill level can use to analyze and turn data into something actionable. That's right. I said actionable. And isn't that what all that data is for? With Tableau, you can connect to any data in virtually any format and visualize it on the fly. Databases, spreadsheets, even big data sources are instantly combined into usable charts, graphs, reports, and dashboards. People can analyze data and drag and drop at 10 times the speed of a traditional business intelligence system. But the most impressive thing about Tableau is that anyone can use it. And just to prove the point, you can get a free 14-day trial from Tableau just by mentioning you heard this ad. But do it now, because this offer won't last. For your free 14-day trial, visit Tableau at tableau.com slash Costa. That's tableau.com slash Costa. Tableau Software. What's your data trying to tell you? I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, and I have a question for you, Scott. What goes into making Method Champenois bubble? You know, it's a process that's really defined by the French government that we've taken and enacted into our wines, which really drive the quality of our sparkling project. So this is a process that the French government defines pretty specifically, and you remain faithful to that. Yeah, 100%, and in some places we push it a little bit. Now, how do the bubbles translate on the palate? You know, it really gives you that vehicle, that mousse for the character of the sparkling wine, carrying the fruit and the complexity. It's the expression of the wine. To find out more about Caraccioli Wines, visit us at www.caracciolicellars.com or stop by our tasting room in downtown Carmel, California. That's Caraccioli Cellars, C-A-R-A-C-C-I-O-L-I. Cellars, come taste the difference. 
The Walnut Avenue Women's Center invites you to join them for an elegant evening at the 5th Annual Agave Agape Tapas and Tequila Tasting. Come taste and learn about award-winning premium tequilas paired with fine food samplings from local restaurants. This will be at the Santa Cruz Museum of Art and History, 705 Front Street, March the 7th, from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. You can get tickets at wawc.org or go to 303 Walnut Avenue in Santa Cruz. All proceeds will benefit women, children, and families impacted by domestic violence. As a business owner, hiring the right person can make the difference between success and failure. Hi, my name is William Templeton and I'm the owner of Templeton Quest Investigations. When hiring a new employee for your small business, making the right choice is crucial. Templeton Quest is a local firm offering pre-employment background screening. Have confidence in knowing you've made the right decision. Templeton Quest will provide you with the facts you need to hire right the first time. See how affordable pre-screening is. Contact us for more information at 831-454-8853 or visit us at templetonquest.com. Templeton Quest is a full-service private investigation firm licensed by the state of California. We also offer a range of other general investigative services. California License 27096. Contact us at 831-454-8853 or templetonquest.com. This is Steph. This is Rob. Join us for Out in Santa Cruz Saturdays at 7 p.m. as we bring you the hottest LGBT topics and guests of the week. It's fun, it's fabulous, and we don't shy away from controversy. Visit outinsantacruz.com for past shows and more. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, join us on Out in Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. Saturdays on KSCO AM 1080. I'm Steph. I'm Rob. And And you've you've been been queered. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, our guest today, Lanny Davis, was called away on an emergency. He was only able to be with us for half the program, unfortunately, but we'll have him back, and uh, we'll get to talking to him more about uh, the national debt and some of the solutions that he's proposed. In the meantime, as a special treat to us, we have Bill Graff and Sam Quentin, uh, my normal uh, roundtable colleagues that have joined me in the studio, and I wanted to ask you about something. Lanny Davis made the statement for the first time, I've never heard him say this in the media before, that uh, Mrs. Clinton will be the ne- the first female president of the United States. He's never actually said that That before. was rather bold of him, I thought. Uh, I thought so, too. Uh, but on the other hand, he has written an article encouraging Mrs. Clinton to announce late. I think. What do you uh, think about that? I think that's very good advice. Because, yeah, because he's an advisor and that's good advice. Um, What's she, the advantage she, of, of announcing late? Well, not not she, starting your campaign early. Once she's officially on the campaign trail, she's going to start having to answer some tough questions about some tough situations. Right now, she hasn't announced yet. She doesn't have to do that. She doesn't have to defend herself because right. she's not a candidate. And right. the other thing is, you know, you have to start when you're a candidate and you announce early, you got to start lining up campaign financing in a fast hurry. You know, you have to make sure that you got all your ducks or in this case chickens in a row. You mean the Tyson I money mean that backs Tyson Clinton. money. Exactly. I'm here's my big well, question. Well, you, you can bet she's already got that in well, place maybe, and has for some time. Maybe, you think the funding's but I, there. I wonder I wonder if she's going to get some of the same funding sources that her husband did when he ran, namely the, you know, the one of the big ones was Tyson Chicken, uh a, a good uh, Arkansas company. I wonder if she's been away from the Arkansas political uh area long enough now having you know changed her residence to new oh, york city I, you and know i have to really be honest with you i don't think they're going to have any trouble raising funds no. I, I i don't think that's going to be the issue either. uh i think one of the big advantages of running late is that the american people really get fatigued when a campaign gets off the ground too yes, early. yes they do mm-hmm. I, I mean you know we don't want to watch our uh, presidents uh, presidential candidates tear each other apart and rip into each other for a year and a year and a half before the election. It's really divisive. Look at how wide the field is on the Republican side. And imagine if they all announced now 
And they all started attacking they, her. They, it'd be a it's not going to just be, it, it's going to be a bloodbath because they're all going to attack yeah, her. Yeah, but they're well, also going to attack they, each other. They would attack each other. Uh, the winner would probably have, will have already peaked and started to drop well before election time. And right. that's not when you want to be peaking. And the other question I have is who's going to run, I mean, realistically, think about it for a minute, who is going to announce and run against Hillary on the Democratic side? Well, you mean on is the that Republican? a foregone conclusion that she's the only candidate? Well, she's the leading candidate. I, I can't say she's the only candidate, but uh, who in their right mind would try to run against her? Well, if she survives the scandals, I don't see anybody else running against her. But if these really trip her up, you're going to see the field expand very quickly. The, the, two, the two leading contenders uh, for the Democratic uh, uh, nomination are Biden and Clinton right now. Jo- I, I Joe Biden, I think, is 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 number two after uh, after Hillary. Well, that's an interesting uh, point of view, I think, because mm-hmm. I, I I I thought I thought for sure Biden would 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 not run. Well, that was he my hasn't impression. he hasn't announced he's going to run. Yeah. No, nobody's announced that they're going to run. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Lanny Davis thought that it was a good idea, particularly for Hillary, that she had nothing to gain by declaring her candidacy True. early and much to lose, and that she should declare her candidacy as late as possible, one, because it would cost a lot less money, two, she immediately opens herself up for attack, and three, then she's got to defend those attacks because she's announced she's a candidate. Right now, she didn't have to defend anything. Right. Well, you know, the the saving money part actually comes into play big time. Um, Let's look at uh, Jerry Brown in California. Mm -hmm. This last election in 2014, he ran for governor. Nobody even knew there was a race going on. He didn't have to spend any money. (laughs) That's very true, actually. And, and, you know, the same strategy might work for the Democratic Party, um, you know, at the national level in this next presidential election. I mean, it's it's almost, I mean, we're, we're having so much trouble trying to figure out who's going to run against Hillary. It's probably maybe almost a foregone conclusion she's going to be the candidate. Why spend money, you know, worrying about the primary when you're, when everybody. Well, you don't need to spend any money. Just announce, announce, announce late. It's already a foregone conclusion now. Announce late and it will be the conclusion. Right. I, I think that's the way that goes. It also uh, allows the Republicans to wander through the forest for a very, very long time before they have to figure out who their exactly. candidate is. The only, the only people they can take a swipe at is, are their, uh, uh, opponents on the Republican side. That's right. So they're going to go after each other because there's no target on the Democratic side. If there's no target on the Democratic side, then you turn on your own brethren. So or so, sisters. So I guess <laughs> I guess I don't know. Is there are there any female <laughs> candidates running on the Republican side that you know of? Even uh, even being considered, no, I don't. I don't no, think you are. hear some calls for Condoleezza Rice, but that's not going to happen. No, not in a million and, years. And the other uh, that Republican uh, lady, I forget, I forget who it is. I uh, I can't remember her name. You know, it's it's horrible when the brain cells begin to die off. <laughs> it uh, is. It's it's very ugly. The thing about it is, we've been meaning to talk. To mind you about is a that. terrible thing to waste, Bill. <laughs> uh, Lanny Davis, uh, you know, he's come up with some really great ideas. Uh, and it's it's a shame we didn't get to ask him. You know, I'd love to ask this guy where he got his training. I mean, I mean seriously. I mean, he you know, you obviously form some definite opinions, and you your training is you know key. But he's come up with a lot of these ideas by himself. I mean, he's, uh, he's really I, I, I can answer guy. actually without Mr. Davis here, I can answer that question. Uh, he got his training under fire. Well, that's obvious. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, working at the White House, uh, having a law career, an esteemed law career in Washington, D.C., uh, he has been brought one crisis after another. They've all been ugly. Can, They've all been messy. Can and, you imagine the conversation when he was brought the the Monica Lewinsky crisis? No, but uh, my point... I mean, can you imagine the my, discussion my, about my that? My point is, is that uh, when I said the advice he gives is counterintuitive, my point is, is that... Uh, the clients that come to him want to run the other way, right? Pack their bags and leave for another country and not deal with it. And Davis's advice is exactly the opposite. Get the, get your facts out there as quickly as fos- possible. Tell them all and tell them yourself. 
and don't you dare wait because it it, it will reproduce the 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 incorrect information will reproduce like a virus uh and that's one of his uh, major tenets now uh Fellas, uh, I know you're going to come back in on the second hour, so I'm going to um, have to go to commercial break here. Uh, but I want to thank you for joining me for the roundtable. I really appreciate it. And uh, if your station is leaving us after this first hour and you have a question or a comment to make about our interview with Lanny Davis, you can email me at RebeccaCosta.com or drop me a note on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if you missed the full interview with Davis or, uh, or our roundtable or even any of our previous guests, you can download episodes of the Costa Report from our website, Apple iTunes, Podbean, and our YouTube channel, and also the Voice America Business Channel. And while you're at our website, take a moment to check out the new blog that's posted each and every week. The blog takes the headline story from every guest interview and then elaborates on that story. Uh, last week's blog explores Dennis Kucinich's statement that the uh, right to create currency is actually the right to create more debt, which is why Congress must reverse the authorization to create money from the privately owned Federal Reserve. The full blog's available at RebeccaCosta.com. When you get to the main webpage, just uh, pull on, pull down on those menus at the top of the homepage. Uh, that's RebeccaCosta.com. Uh, the web address is, it, it's pretty easy to remember. It's myname.com. And when you get to the website, be sure you pick up your copy of The Watchman's Rattle. This is the only book written which traces the origins of collapse to our limited ability to adapt. But the but the book's not gloom and doom. I, I don't want to paint that picture here. It offers helpful tools on how each of us can survive a very fast-changing environment. So get your copy of The Watchman's Rattle today. My guest next week is popular editor of The Weekly Standard and political analyst Bill Crystal. He'll weigh in on the ISIS conflict and why the A-10 warthog is sending ISIS fighters running for cover. Don't miss Bill Crystal next week on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. Now stay tuned for another hour of Straight Talk Radio. You're listening to The Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.